Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Good Place. Discussing season three, episode ten, titled The Book of Dugs. Alright, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, lots to talk about here, and god damn it, let's just get through it quickly, because I'm at like the very end of this pre-RTX at home bank recording session. I've done like ten of these episodes in two days, and god damn it, I've I'm burnt out. I need a freaking break, so let's just Let's get this over with. Let's get this over with. Remember a couple weeks ago I said, oh, I might go insane over the next couple weeks because I'm doing these all at once. Uh, well, guess what? We've reached that point. We've reached that point of insanity. I'm at my lowest point. Existence is pain for a me seeks. Let's just do this. So <laughs> we're we're in the good place is mailroom uh, and everything's great. And they're now they now have to contact the committee to, uh, for Michael to plead his case, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I love, what was her name, Gwendolyn, the mailwoman that, uh, they're hanging out with, uh, and they say that Michael's an accountant, Janet's a neutral Janet, and the humans won a contest. (laughs) I, I love her. She's a precious being. I love how... They can say literally anything to her, and she'll just accept it. <laughs> like, they just, <laughs> they'll just give some stupid lie, and then she'll be like, Alright, I accept that, no follow-up questions. <laughs> like, she's just, she's a pure soul. She's a pure soul, and I love her. <laughs> I especially love the moment where she finds out they're lying to her, and she's like, I wanna, I'm gonna shake my fist at you, but she can't physically do it, and it becomes a wave. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh! Oh, she's so precious. She's, she's so precious, and I adore her. (laughs) She's my favorite character. (laughs) Uh, but anyway... Bunch of shenanigans are gotten up to in this mailroom. Eleanor and Chidi go on a little date, and it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. They find some champagne that was for uh, thanking someone, for thanking Gwendolyn, for thanking someone, for thanking Gwendolyn, for thanking someone, for thanking Gwendolyn, for thanking someone, for thanking Gwendolyn for the champagne she got him. (laughs) Uh, Or something like that. I might not have gotten the number of thank yous right. Uh, I especially love when she's like, oh, should we, should we be drinking this? It might have been for something important. Eleanor reads the (laughs) actual reason. Pop that bench. (laughs) Just no hesitation. Uh, They have like a lovely little drinks of champagne together. They have sex in a closet. 
it, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and then also, Tahani is trying to mediate the Jason and Janet problem. Jason confesses that he knows about uh, the Janet video inside of her void. Uh, and Janet's, like, super embarrassed, and all these emotions are coming out. Uh, she's worried they're gonna come out her butt. <laughs> Tahani's trying to ease her, uh, her issues, trying to mediate the situation. Everything she does makes it worse. She tries to do, she tries to, like, officially annul her and Jason's marriage, and it just makes Janet feel like she's being pitied. Uh, and Jason's reminded that he's dead, uh, and all of that, and, like, she just cannot do anything right, cannot do anything right. Uh, meanwhile, Michael is making his case to the committee, telling his story about how the bad place is probably, uh, probably tampering with the numbers, and then the committee takes his actions very seriously. So they're going to deliberate for 400 years so they can form a committee that will form another committee to investigate themselves. Uh, and then they'll form a different committee that will absolve the other committee and it'll take like hundreds, if not thousands of years. And I love like, I love that the good place is, I'm going to be honest, the good place is essentially Congress. <laughs> Like, there's just, like, a million stopgaps, a million redundancies, nothing gets done, nothing ever happens, like, they don't do anything, they just deliberate about deliberations, about deliberations, about deliberations. I've literally seen, there have literally been moments in the news where I've seen headlines of, like, House votes on whether or not to vote on a thing. <laughs> House votes on whether or not to discuss voting on something, and it's just like, God, the good place is Congress. The good place is literally Congress. It's, uh, it's a bit too real. But anyway, while Michael's grumbling about how uh, the good place committee is a bunch of ineffectual dorks uh, who don't actually do anything, Tawny shows up, airs her grievances about the Janet and Jason thing, talks about how there's so many unintended consequences, and it's way too complicated, and then Michael has an epiphany. It's not that the bad place is tampering with the system. They don't have to. Because as time goes on, the world gets more complicated. And as the world gets more complicated, there's more unintended consequences for your actions. And being a good person is harder. For example, uh, they look at two Dugs in the book of Dugs. One Doug... Hundreds of years ago, bought roses for his grandmother, picked them himself, she's happy, got like hundred something points. And then we get to a Doug much, much later, get to a Doug uh, in present day, also buys roses for his grandmother, but he orders them on a phone that was made in a sweatshop, and the roses are picked by enslaved migrant workers, and they're shipped thousands of miles, which creates a huge carbon footprint, uh, and the money goes to some 
douchebag CEO who sends pictures of his genitals to women. Like, just a good act and unambiguously good act of getting roses for his grandmother is met with all these different things, all these different consequences, and it actually got him negative points. Like, it is impossible to be a truly good person in the present-day world when everything you do has an an unintended consequence. Every product you use was made in some horrible conditions, or every transaction you make benefits some horrible uh, corporate conglomerate. Like, everything has baggage attached to it in the modern world. And, God, does this really speak to me. Because I remember, like, I, I've seen a lot of people over the years on social media take almost subject everyone else to these, like, purity tests. And don't get me wrong, they're well-intentioned, but, like, you have to... Don't buy from these places and only buy uh, local mom-and-pop stuff because this is uh, part of some skeezy whatever. And these this company that makes it incredibly convenient and is the best possible way for you to get your stuff... I'm talking about Amazon here. Like, don't use Amazon, the most convenient way to get anything, uh, because Amazon treats their workers like shit. And yes, Amazon does treat their workers like shit. That is correct. But, like, also, Amazon is very often the best way by far for you to conduct a transaction that you need. Like, it's just, there's stuff like that that people... People to the pre- in the present day are held to an unrealistically high standard. Like, you can't sneeze without it having a terrible consequence. And again, like, I'm not trying to say the people shouting from the rooftops, this is horrible, don't do this, 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 and this thing, don't buy from this, 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 and this place, uh, don't support this, 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 and this big thing, like... I'm not saying there aren't good intentions behind it, because there absolutely are, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's really difficult to go through the world and actually think about what you do having bad consequences. Like, buying, I don't know, a pack of Sour Patch Kids on Amazon has, like, terrible, terrible consequences. Like, it's just, it's impossible for you to live your life always thinking about the horrible consequences from someone you've never met. Like, you can try. In fact, you, there's plenty of reasons why you should try, but it's just, like, it's impossible to navigate that completely. It's impossible to get around that completely. You can try so hard. You can devote your entire life to never supporting anyone who's ever, uh, any corporation that has bad practices, anything with a bad history, 
uh, anything tied to horrible, dog shit, capitalistic whatever. Like, you can devote your entire life to trying to avoid the pitfalls and unintended consequences. You're still going to fall into some of those traps. It's impossible in this day and age to not accidentally benefit some horrible practice or some horrible conglomerate or some horrible person. Like, it's just impossible. It's absolutely 100% impossible. Does that mean you shouldn't make an effort? No. In fact, I applaud people do. I applaud people who have the patience to say, you know what, I'm going to do as little business on Amazon as possible. Like, I applaud people who actively go out of their way to find these local mom-and-pop things to uh, try and get around the corporate conglomerate structure. They're they're better people than me, by far. Like, I've, I've honestly thought about doing that, and then my weakness got the better of me, and I've been like, yeah, but Amazon's really convenient, and I keep falling back into that. Like, because the allure of convenience is too much. It's too much. It really, really is. Like, it, I don't know. I'm rambling, I know. But it's just like, the current world is so horrible. Um, and is so bad at, like, <laughs> bad at creating these clear-cut, black-and-white, moralistic deals. Um, another example. I, um, I talk all the, I, I, I hear all the time. I shouldn't say I talk all the time because I really don't talk about this ever. Uh, but I hear all the time. Uh, it feels like every other week at this point we hear, oh, some guy who made a film you love is problematic. Don't ever support this work of art ever again. Uh, some actor did something horrible or said something horrible. Uh, some director was awful and just abusive and created a horrible environment uh some producer is uh just running their production company horribly like it feels like every other week i hear a story where it's just like someone behind a film you love is the devil (laughs) uh and i mean my instinct is always to go, is always to have the knee-jerk reaction of, no, I'm never going to uh, watch that again. But, I mean, look. Kevin Spacey. Horrible human. Despicable, vile rapist. Who should burn in the fires of hell for all eternity. I still goddamn love The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects is still a very important film to me. And I still adore it. And I still have it on my shelf. And I'm still going to probably watch it occasionally. And yeah, every time I watch it, I'm going to feel bad that I'm watching a film starring a literal rapist. But it's just like, I can't deny that that movie makes me feel nostalgic because I watched that for the first time in a high school film course that sort of got me into my hardcore love of cinema that I'm at today like I can't deny uh that part of me and I can't deny that The Usual Suspects is an incredible movie uh made by Brian Singer who also is a terrible person see like this shit compounds and you were trying 
to navigate the base instincts of yourself enjoying something or finding convenience in something while at the same time trying in the back of your mind to say, well, wait a minute, there's problems attached to this. Wait a minute, you're supporting this terrible person or this terrible corporation or this terrible uh, practice. Hell, we could talk for an hour about all the problems at Disney and all the horrible ways in which Disney operates. I'm still going to watch Black Widow sometime this weekend, probably. I'm still going to watch Jungle Cruise later this month. And I'm probably, for at least one of those, gonna pay the $30 premiere access because I'm weak. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... It's impossible to avoid supporting someone horrible uh, or supporting a horrible corporation or supporting a horrible practice. Again, this doesn't mean you shouldn't try to avoid it. Like, please, for the love of God, be better than me. (laughs) Please, for the love of God, actually follow through when you say in your mind, I should stop uh, buying shit on Amazon. Like, please do that. Like, don't be weak like me. Don't fall into the trap of convenience. But, like, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to go through your life not supporting anything horrible in the world. Like, when you're walking through a field of bear traps, you're gonna get your foot caught a couple times. At least. And that's if you're being careful. Like, I don't know. This is a giant rambly thing, but it's just like, this episode, this big revelation that the reason everyone's going to the bad place is because of all these unintended consequences, is because of all these things that we don't think about. Or if we do think about them, we always, because we're weak as hell, fall back on it. Like, I guarantee you, even the biggest anti-Amazon proponent, even the most vocal detractor of Amazon, I guarantee you at least once in the last five years, they've gone on Amazon and bought some useless shit. I guarantee you. Because, like, it's impossible to avoid it entirely. There are these things that are so baked into society that we can't avoid it entirely. Uh, We have the example of a phone being made in a sweatshop. Like, you cannot live in society these days without a goddamn smartphone. Like, these days, smartphones are so essential for life, you cannot function in society without one. And so we kind of have this monopolistic view where it's just like, yeah, like, you bought something that was made in a sweatshop. Almost certainly. Like, this phone I'm holding in my head, hand right now was probably used to, like, basically torture... Some poor, innocent soul somewhere in, I don't know, like, Asia or something. Maybe this is, like, made in China. Maybe this is somewhere else. I don't know. Like, at one point, this 
phone I'm holding in my hand was made out of a system of oppression. And I could just say, fuck it, I'm not getting a smartphone anymore. But then I'd be cut off from society in a fairly large and significant way. Then I would be at a disadvantage in the current modern world. Like, I could stop using Amazon cold turkey, but then I would lose, like, the most convenient way to shop for shit. Like, and to close that door entirely is kind of making my life actively more difficult. Uh, and there's that thing that's, uh, there's that allure for convenience. Like, Brian Brushwood on Court Killers always says convenience trumps fidelity. I I hate to say it, I really do. But there's a certain element, for some reason, in our brains... There's some little voice that constantly says convenience trumps morals. And I hate that that's a thing. I hate that that's a thing in our society. I really, really do. Like, but that just exists. Like, I've gone on this big rant and rave and I've gone on this big ramble. But basically, in the modern world, it is impossible To be a truly good person. Even if you're trying so hard. Even if you're not being super lazy about it. Even if you're not constantly falling back on uh, your instincts to do better. You you still fall into these traps. You still make a purchase that benefits a corporate conglomerate. You still do something that creates a giant carbon footprint. Uh, you still, like, benefit systems of oppression somewhere without knowing it. Like, you still are partially contributing to all these horrible things. In some cases, knowingly. And you have that tinge of guilt uh, when you hit purchase on Amazon... But you also think, this is the cheapest place I could get this thing. This is the easiest way I can get this thing as quickly as possible. This is the most convenient shopping experience I could get. Like, you have that tinge of guilt knowing all of this. But something inside you begging for that convenience, begging for a life that isn't difficult, a weakness, like, still gnaws at you. It's uncomfortable to uh, admit all of this, especially when I'm supposed to be talking about the good place, but I don't know, like, just, I've had this shit in the back of my mind for a while, clearly, <laughs> uh, how unintended consequences are unavoidable, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not great, it's, uh, it's not great. Anyway, so Michael makes this discovery. And then he decides, hey, we're going to turn ourselves in. I've already called the judge. We're going to meet at the IHOP, the International Hole of Pancakes, or Interdimensional Hole of Pancakes. Uh, It's the most dangerous place in existence. So, yeah, that's happening. Good luck. 
Good luck to us. Uh, so, doorman shows up. We go through the door. And that's it. We're going into the next episode. We only have two left. There's a lot of uh, stuff left to happen. A lot of stuff I really want to talk about, but I can't yet. It's it's real good. And thank God I can stop just constantly binge recording these. Oh my God, this has been rough. This has been really, really rough. Again, like I said, I've recorded 10 of these in two days. And it's been, it's been bad. It's been real bad. <laughs> Honestly, the last two days are a blur. Uh, I just, at a certain point, got put on autopilot. And it's rough. Uh, anyway... If you like this, favorite the podcast, Anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's the work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 11. Talk to you then.